Hey there, freaking awesome people, Winnie here from Mind Now, and welcome back to Inspirational Mind, where we break down channels, interview people to gain their perspective on how you can master your mind to gain self confidence and self esteem, especially as an introvert. But hey, don't shy away if you're an extrovert because the world needs you. Ah, wow, what a long introduction, right? <laughs> and today we have, <clears throat> excuse me, a special guest. It is the life formula. Now it's not, you know, one-on-one -on -one interaction. He pre-recorded his answers and that's why, yeah, that's why I'm doing this introduction right now. I hope you enjoy it and let's get right to it. How to be more self-confident and believe in yourself. There's confidence in many different things. You can be confident in a skill or just overall confidence. So I'll stick to overall confidence. I believe that most people are not that confident because they let the physical aspects get into their head. You see so many people that are just like, oh, if only I was more brolic or if I was prettier, then I can approach her. That's not necessarily a bad thing, but if that's your issue to build that confidence, you should start working on the things that you can change, especially the physical aspects. Cause that was me back then. Back then, I used to be pretty underweight and a pretty skinny guy. So that was the one thing that was holding me back in the past. I always thought, man, if only I could be bigger, then I can just talk to more people. And so I had to go change my physical aspects. I started hitting the gym more and I put on some weight. And if that sounds really daunting to some people, one of the most helpful things is getting a buddy to help you along the journey. Because honestly, if I had to do it alone, it would have been a lot more different. When someone holds you accountable, everything just becomes a lot easier. As for believing in yourself more, we often have voices in our head that hold us back. The voices are always saying, oh, you're not good enough. So to counter that, what you want to do is meditate more. Because when you meditate, it forces you to be comfortable in your own skin for 5, 10, 15, 20, however long you want to meditate for. This way, you can get comfortable being in your own skin so you can believe in yourself more. What gives me energy and positivity? The most important thing that will give you energy and positivity is a goal you can work towards. Like I mentioned in some of my previous videos, what really drives you? Like for me, the reason behind this YouTube channel is because self-improvement was the way I found out what my goal really was in life. And so I always want to give back and while at the same time, try to get to that four hour work week point. Having a goal will work to give you more energy because when we do things, we either do it out of intrinsic motivation where we within ourselves motivate us or extrinsic where there's some reward that motivates us like money. But having a goal that you really want to pursue, you're creating this cycle of intrinsic motivation in yourself. So you're keeping yourself going. You're not relying on some outside factor to keep you going. And as for positivity, I believe showing gratitude really helps, you know, Instead of focusing on all the negatives in the world, 
by focusing on what you're grateful for, you're going to be a more positive person and share more positivity. Do I have a morning or evening routine? Well, I don't really have much for both, but there's always something that I always have to get done. Like in the morning, I always have to write down my to-do list of the things I have to get done by the day. And as for the night, that's when I usually meditate. I always wanted to try meditate in the morning, but I always feel so rushed in the morning. So I always leave at the end of the night. Introvert or extrovert? Personally, I'm an ambivert. Some days I want to go out with friends and have fun. But other days, I just want to stay home and just chill, watch some videos, movies. Like, honestly, I go both ways. If you're lost or you don't really know what to do in life, it's because you haven't tried enough stuff yet. You're probably confined to a bubble that you don't want to leave. Maybe it's you always hung out with the same friend group. Or maybe you just haven't left your city. Now, I don't know if my story will help. Maybe some of you will relate to it, maybe you won't. Because I feel like I was one of the oddballs, a rare case. Back when I didn't really know what to do with my life, I was just consuming a lot of content online. Like, whether it was useful stuff or just pure entertainment. I was just consuming a lot of stuff and when I wasn't doing that, I was just hanging out with people or doing regular schoolwork. So, one day, I stumbled upon the, the video scribe generation of self-improvement content before, you know, our generation. Practical psychology, improvement pill, far from average, 1% better. So, I started consuming a lot of content, and some of the stuff really hit home for me. So that's when I realized, you know, maybe I do have a bigger purpose in life. I want, maybe I want to try out this online business thing so I can help others while helping myself at the same time. So if it relates to you, try checking out self-improvement content. Maybe you'll find what you want to do. But you can also just keep trying new things, see what you like, maybe explore the world, try to find what your values are, and Make some new friends. Maybe they'll introduce you to something you never know you like. Because some people say you can stumble upon your passion by accident. Advice for perfectionists. This is actually kind of hard because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist myself. When I edit my audio, I try to get rid of all these clicks with Adobe Audition. Sometimes I'll miss a few here and there and I'll really pull my string. But one piece of advice that I'm also trying to follow is to look at the result to see if all that effort was really worth it. It also helps knowing the 80-20 rule. Basically, 80% of the results will be from 20% of the actions. But it also goes like your 80% might be someone else's 100%. You don't have to be perfect to create something that other people can enjoy. So, just keep creating. You don't have to give it your all. As long as people are out there enjoying it, 
you should be good. There's no need to stress yourself over being perfect. What has helped me achieve my goals? Most definitely, it has to be my mindset. Because some people, when they start working towards their goal, they don't get too much results. That's natural. Most of the time when we start, we're not too good at it. You have to keep practicing at something. You know the 10,000 hour rule where you need 10,000 hours to be a master at a certain skill. It's the same for everyone. Let's go back to talking about YouTube content. All these creators now that are really big like PewDiePie and Casey Neistat, all those people, they have to put in hours and hours to just hone their craft to be at the top where they are now. It's the same thing for achieving your goals. To become the person you want to be at the end, you're going to have to keep putting in hours and hours, especially if it's a big goal. And also, at some point, when you're working towards your goal, it's natural that you'll hit a roadblock. So many people, they don't know how to ask for help because they either want to do it their way or they refuse to be proven wrong. They want to be in the right. It can be kind of hard for some people to just swallow their pride and ask for help. But when you get help, it reduces the learning curve by a lot and it makes achieving the goal so much easier. And one last thing, depending on how used to quitting you are, that will really hurt you in achieving your goals. For me, I used to be quite, quite the quitter actually. I'd often have goals and when I was just halfway or not even close to halfway, I would just quit because it was just so in my nature and I was pretty lazy. So that really hurt me when I was trying to achieve my goals and, and get this YouTube channel started because I was the one holding myself back and I had to get rid of that quitting mindset so otherwise I wouldn't be able to succeed. So basically, it's my mindset and perseverance that helped me achieve my goals. How to set goals. Okay, first, you need to have the goal in mind. And then from there, you want to break it down into more digestible parts. So it's easier for your brain to understand. Because ultimately, when you set that goal, you're planning to become a completely different person. And our minds don't really like change. So you want to change, but you want to do it at a pace that you're comfortable with. Like... Say your goal is to, the ultimate end goal is to go to the gym five times a week, you know, three times of lifting and two times of cardio. Well, for the first week, you can just go, say, three times to just get comfortable and integrate yourself into the habit of working out and doing cardio. Because if ultimately, if you try to rush and do everything at once, you might go hard for a few weeks or two, and then you're just going to revert back to normal. Because your brain's not going to recognize that person as who you are. 
you will self-sabotage yourself when you're trying to be someone that you think you are, but you're actually not. Also, one thing that I think really helps is having a vision board. A vision board is basically a board where you post the pictures of all your end goals you want there and you usually want to have it somewhere visible so you're subconsciously implementing it into your mind that you'll eventually reach those goals at the end. For me, I like to have a vision board in my room and sometimes when I'm on the go, I'll have some post-its where my laptop is, you know, just some really small pictures. But the one dangerous thing is that you don't want to just keep daydreaming because that's like mental masturbation. You're just going to keep daydreaming and then you're just going to feel good without actually working towards the goal. That's what we don't want because that'll just make you lazy and not even work towards the goal if you get the pleasure from looking at those pictures. What you want to do is envision where you will be, say, three, four, five years from now. That's how you actually make the law of attraction work. Because it's so much harder to envision. You don't know what could go wrong, what could go right. Maybe things will exceed your wildest expectations. Maybe things will turn for the worse. So by envisioning, instead of just daydreaming, you can actually plan out the steps to achieve your goal and it lets you adapt on the fly. And as for me, I do all those things mentioned above. I chunk the goal down into steps, I have my vision board, and I make sure I envision, not daydream. Fields of happiness. Well, you can break it down into basically two. There's short-term and there's long-term. Short-term happiness is when you get those little hits of dopamine from little things that are happening, like when, when someone compliments you or, or when you get that notification on your phone that's saying, oh, someone messaged you. And then there's long-term happiness, which is when you achieve a goal or you put in a lot of work and effort to something and it finally pays off. Those are two different feelings. And we need both of them to be happy and functional. But the problem is that when a lot of people just think short-term happiness is the only way to be happy, that's when they become unhappy. They start chasing things that they don't really want to chase or that does not align with their values. Like, in the social media age, some introverts will just try to be an extrovert when they're not because they're so used to the idea that getting those notifications and those likes and all those social media engagements will make them happy when it's just a downward spiral from there. And another problem with short-term happiness is the hedonic treadmill. Our mind just gets used to things. Like, when you buy a nice new phone, for the first few days, you're gonna be pretty impressed. Like, damn, I got the latest iPhone. Look how nice it is. But after a few more days, your mind's just gonna get used to it. And your mind's gonna say, 
Oh, it's just the iPhone. That's the new normal. And so, when you're on that hedonic treadmill, you're just gonna keep craving more and more and more to get those little hits of dopamine. That's why I think we all need to set some long-term goals that we can achieve so we can get that long-term happiness or fulfillment so we don't end up chasing those low hits of dopamine every time. How do I track my goals? Well, we all know what gets measured gets improved. So for some things like my YouTube channel, there's all these analytics and I can always input them in an Excel spreadsheet. So that's one way I can track my goals. But for other things that can't really be measured, I still try to use Excel. Like say one of my earlier goals was to eat healthier and eat less junk. So that seems pretty broad and I had to break it down into numbers like all my micronutrients, the protein, the sodium, and the carbs. Because I'm a pretty big numbers guy. So it just feels natural to have the numbers because numbers don't lie. Well, you can lie. Because say if one of your goals is to gain more muscle and you're just tracking yourself by looking in the mirror, you can lie to yourself because what you see on the mirror might not be the reality because sometimes our mind projects our ideal self onto the mirror. So that's why I like using numbers because they can't really lie unless you're inputting false data. What do I do in dark times? Well, every time I go through a dark time, it always starts with me binge-watching content in order to try to lift myself up. Whether that content is educational or just entertaining Netflix shows. So that usually gives me small hits of dopamine, which get me up a little, and I go back down to my baseline state. After doing that for a while, I always feel off, like some part of me is missing. Because even though I'm in a dark time, whenever I just binge watch a lot of content, I just feel really bad at myself and I think I could be doing something so much better. So that's what always happens first whenever I go through a dark time. And then after that, I never felt strong enough to take care of myself and bring myself out of a dark time alone. So I'll usually always get a close friend to talk to about things. And whether it's a back and forth Facebook chat or I'm fortunate enough to be able to get a voice call with them. After the chat, I would always feel so much better. And then to finally pull myself out of dark time, I'll usually do a lot of self-reflection about how did I end up here and what lessons can I take away from, from entering the dark time to going through the dark time and to getting out of the dark time? Do I have a plan B? 
Well, I'm in college right now, working towards my CS degree. So, it's either I make this YouTube thing work, or I'll get a job in the CS field, or maybe I can transition to digital marketing because that's a skill I am also learning on the side. And as for plans after the YouTube channel, maybe if it does succeed, I might just transition to more of a vlogging style. But I'm still gonna keep doing my self-improvement content. I'll just maybe throw in some more vlogging stuff. Who knows? Maybe like Project Life Mastery, how he has his self-improvement content, but he also sprinkles in some vlog content. But I just think it's nice that I have the opportunity to have a plan B because there's a lot of people where if they mess up on the path they are on, they will be going through a dark time. And I'm just grateful that if one path doesn't work, then I always have something to lean on. How do I manage my time? Okay, this one's pretty funny, but I actually use Google Calendar to schedule everything. Some people think it's pretty funny, but I think it's really effective. Even if I do some funny stuff like scheduling meetings with friends. Because this way, it shows me which hours I have that are available to do my own personal work and which hours I have are used to do other things, such as like school, hang out with friends. But to be productive is just, it's not all about managing a time. Because we all have time to do what we want to do and work on our personal stuff. But you can get a lot of stuff done in that time. Even if you allocate just one hour each day to work on your business on the side. By one year, you'll actually have a lot of stuff done. But the best way to, best way to utilize the hour is to work on your productivity game. You have to know how to be productive. You have to start the work session right. You can use things like the Pomodoro technique to get as much stuff done in that time you allocated for your work. Favorite book concerning mindset. I don't really have a favorite, but one that really stood out to me that I was recently reading was Charisma on Command. Inspire, impress, and energize everyone you meet by the guys at Charisma on Command. So in this book, they talk about the three aspects of charisma, conviction, energy, and presentation. And one of them for conviction, there's this powerful mindset that I'm still applying today. So to be more convictive, you need the mindset that everything will be okay. Like say, the biggest risk you think you'll take, even if you fail, your life will still be okay. Life will still go on. And by having more conviction, I was able to have better relationships and try new risks. Favorite book for productivity? 
My favorite book for productivity definitely has to be The 4-Hour Workweek. Not only is it a business book, but it is also a productivity book. There's a lot of good concepts in there, like the Pomodoro Technique and the 80-20 Rule. I personally like the Pomodoro Technique because the time really forces you to start your work. And when you're working, if you happen to get in a zone where you can keep working, you can just ignore the timer. You don't have to follow the timer because the Pondora technique is great for getting you in a state of mind to work. All-time favorite book helping me achieve my goals. Well, one of the goals at the top of my list is getting some traction on YouTube. So one book that is helping me achieve that is definitely YouTube Secrets by Sean Cannell and Benji Travis. The book is pretty much a step-by-step -step guide to help you succeed on YouTube. And one of the great takeaways that I applied was using seasonal topics like during December, New Year's resolutions were starting to be on the come up. So by making a video on New Year's resolution, I was able to make a video that has the most views on my channel today. If you're an aspiring YouTuber, I highly recommend you to buy this book. How people can connect with me further? Well, you can always check on my channel at The Life Formula and I have a Facebook page. So if you have questions, you can shoot me a message there or you can shoot me a message at lifeformulatips at gmail.com if email's your preferred method of communication. Last tip concerning mastering your mind. If I haven't mentioned it before, my last piece of advice is to stop caring about what other people think. If you want to start that business or take that risk, go somewhere new, just do it. Your happiness should not be based on other people's opinions and thoughts on you. And even if you do get judged, it's not going to be that bad. They might judge you for like say a few minutes and everything will go back to normal. Especially if it's someone you don't really know. They're not just going to keep judging you. And even if it is someone you know, you can always just talk with them or they can come around and accept you. Alright, that'll be all. Thanks for having me on this Q&A session, Winnie. It could have been an interview, but I was just too busy, but here we are. This is what we have, and I answered the question as if it was a normal interview, so here's why it sounds different from my videos, because it wasn't scripted.